Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast. Presented by Lincoln Financial Group, Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. On this Thursday, the Eagles striking it big again. Well, you might say they're striking it big play again. The Eagles reportedly acquiring from the Detroit Lions cornerback Darius Big Play Slay. He's a veteran in the NFL who's made three consecutive Pro Bowls. And according to the reports, the Eagles trading to Detroit a third-round draft pick and a fifth-round draft pick in this upcoming 2020 NFL Draft. And what they get back is a player who is among the very best in the NFL at the cornerback position. So in today's Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, we will talk about the state of the NFC East early in this free agency period with Sirius XM NFL insider Adam Kaplan. And in just a moment here, we will talk to Eagles radio analyst and member of the team's Hall of Fame, Mike Quick, about Darius Slay and about the Eagles' defense. And of course, I couldn't let Quick Six get away without asking about the wide receiver position. But clearly, action happening throughout the day on Wednesday overnight and then early on Thursday. The word got out, deal done, slay to the Eagles, and the Eagles upgrading in a big way the cornerback position. With a player who, as I said, three straight Pro Bowls, who led the NFL in interceptions with eight during the 2017 NFL season. So a big move for the Eagles as they continue to overhaul the defensive side of the football. Philadelphia still has eight draft picks at its disposal in late April. A lot more to get to. The offseason, well, it really truly is just beginning. Long way to go before the games begin as we all cross our fingers in September. Hope everyone out there is safe, keeping themselves healthy, and we all pray for a very speedy recovery to this nation and the world with the coronavirus rampage and the global pandemic that is happening. So we'll take your mind off of that for a few moments here. Let's turn it over to number 82, Mike Quick, as he assesses the acquisition of cornerback Darius Slay. I'm pleased now to be joined by the great Mike Quick. Mike, first of all, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Are you healthy, I, I trust? Uh, yeah, Dave, I, I've stepped quarantined and I haven't left my house now in a few days. Okay, that's a good thing. Good, better to be safe than, than anything else right now. Let, let's talk a little football here. The Eagles, as we know, reportedly, have gone out there and agreed to terms on a trade, sending two draft picks to Detroit. They get back the big play guy, Darius Slay. You know cornerbacks better than anybody, Mike. What do you think of Darius Slay in an Eagles uniform? Dave, I think it's an excellent move. Um, the Eagles really need that position to step up, to play better, to have a guy like a Darius Slay, who over the past few years has proven to be a guy who can shut it down on one side. I think he came into the league in 2013, if I'm not mistaken, but he, he's been a force ever since he's coming to the league, three times pro bowler. Um, the guy has it. And if you want to, 
if you want to be good in this league, if you want to be able to stop teams, you got to stop their passing attack. And looking at you know the deficiency in the Eagles defense this past season or over the past few seasons, this is the kind of guy that they have needed now for a long time. I mean, I know you studied him. The Eagles have played him uh, a couple of times here recently, including in 2019. Yeah. What What does he do well, Mike? So I think one of his one of his best traits is that when the ball is in the air, he plays the ball. He goes and get the football. And you know, we haven't seen a lot of that from cornerbacks for the Eagles over the past few years. You know, you can go back and. You know, Asante Samuel was a guy who jumped every pass, every possible pass, and he played the ball. He got interceptions. Those types of guys can change the game. It's one thing to be able to cover guys, run with guys down the field. It's another thing when you're able to take the ball away, give it back to your offense. That's what Darius Slay will give to this football team. Mike, it's interesting to get somebody this kind of caliber player Look, we've seen the Eagles do it in the past. 2011, they went out and got Namdi Asamoah. When yep. Chip Kelly was here, they tried to get it done with Byron Maxwell. Didn't work. Why is it so difficult to go from one system to another? Well, I, I think in both those cases, you got guys and you ask them to do something that they really were not that good at doing. Uh, and if you're going to ask Slay to play man-to-man coverage, that's what he knows. That's what he's done. I thought when Nandi came here, from what I saw in, in Oakland, he was more of a guy that faced the quarterback um, and would clue as to what the quarterback's doing and would jump pl- plays that way. Um, Maxwell, pretty much the same. I didn't think either one of those guys, when I saw them, were great one-on-one cover guys. Uh, it's a little bit different with Darius Slick. I think when you watch him move, you, you realize he's got – that skill to play man-to-man coverage with his back to the quarterback, shadowing a guy down the field. And, oh, by the way, he will go up and get the football. And the fact that Jim Schwartz was the the head coach in Detroit and drafted Slay, I mean, he already knows, having studied Slay, that he can play in Jim's system here in Philadelphia. Yeah, and, you know, the the one thing, I don't know how, how good of a tackler that he is, but I know that in Jim's system, cornerbacks have to be tough. They have to be guys that can tackle. Now, I know that he's an excellent ball hawk. Uh, the only question I would have is, does he have that ability to come up like the corners that we've seen over the past few years and take guys down that are running the football? Mike, how much do you think Darius playing in Detroit, they've had some tough times here for a long time. You come to Philadelphia, the culture's different team that won the Super Bowl three seasons ago. How much does a player respond to a change in winning culture from a a tough culture, culture that hasn't won to one that is all about winning? How much does that make a difference? I think he is extremely excited right now. Uh, One, he got a huge contract. You know, that goes without saying. But the fact that he is coming to a culture where he's pretty much expecting to win football games because that's what happens in Philadelphia. Now that is the norm. They win games. This hopefully will be uh, four years in a row that they'll get into the playoffs because in my mind, they're still the best team in the NFC East, given all that's happened in the NFC East. 
So if I'm Slate, I'm really excited about coming here, about the possibility of being on a team that's going to win football games, and he'll have an opportunity to play in the postseason. Mike, a couple of big moves here early in free agency, reportedly, of course. Javon Hargrave and Darius Slay. You also have Jalen Mills re-signing, Rodney McLeod re-signing. Mills potentially here in a different role. What do you make of this defense as it stands now? Well, there's still a lot of work to be done, in my opinion, Dave. Um, I I like the pieces. I I love the the, uh, Hargrave move. Um, Wait and see kind of to see how well Jalen's going to fare at the safety position, but I think that's going to be a good move for him. He's a tough guy, never never saw a challenge that he didn't like. Um, I think it's rounding into shape, but I still believe that there's a lot of work yet to be done. But I, I do love the fact that you're going to have Fletcher Cox on the inside. You're going to have Hargrave on the inside. And hopefully Malik Jackson will be back and he's playing at full strength. So that really helps your defense. Having that as your rotation up front, you know, that easy, that quick line to the quarterback to disrupt the, the passing game, that to me is a big, big start. And then you, you know, you got a guy on the outside now. So now you have to worry about the other side. And I know Sidney Jones is hoping that, that he can be the player that everyone thought he was going to be coming out of college. But as I said, there's still work to be done on that side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, there's Rasul Douglas over there. There's Sidney Jones. There's Avante Maddox, Craven yep. LeBlanc. I'm, do, you, do you see Maddox and LeBlanc inside? And like, How do you see it all developing? Uh, well, we saw Maddox go inside, and we saw him do one heck of a job as a young guy working inside. But he can play, in my opinion, wherever you put him. I think LeBlanc's an inside guy. But I think Avante Maddox is a guy that you're able to move around. And when teams playing multiple sets with wide receivers, three and four wide receivers, you need that depth. You're going to need Maddox. You're going to need Sidney Jones, Rasul. You're going to need all of those guys at some point during the season to play big. Mike, you said you still see a lot of work that needs to be done on defense. What Do you have any specifics in mind? Linebacker. Um, so, so right now, uh, that, is a posi- that is a position that I really think that they have to concentrate on. And I know it's not one of the, one of the positions that they value a lot. You're not going to put a lot into it. But, you know, the linebacker play has to get better. You don't have Niger now. Uh, Jordan left a couple of years ago. Um, Nathan Gary, you have. Uh, you, you have TJ Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, you've got a handful of guys, Dave, but none of them really stand out. And, I, and at some point, you're going to have to have a linebacker that can stand out and be a playmaker. I thought when Jordan Hicks was here, I, I thought he made a lot of plays. Defensively, you cannot come up with enough guys that are playmakers. And you need a playmaker at the linebacker spot. And right now, when I look at the overall construction of this defense, that's an area that really needs improvement. It's still early, right? I mean, I would have Yeah, yeah, it's early. Yeah. It's early. But, I, yeah. but, but for what they've done so far, I like it. I like the yeah. direction this thing is going in. I, I love both of these new acquisitions, and I think they're going to pay big dividends. Mike, Eagles fans, of course, also are very excited. I know that. Um, they also are looking ahead and, and anxious, excited, want to get something done at, at wide receiver. How do you look at Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Greg Ward, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? 
a new wide receivers coach. Um, we are only here in March. We don't even know when the players are going to report back to the Novacare complex or in this NFL during this coronavirus time, when they're going to be back at their facilities. But we're all dreaming here. We're all hopeful that the season will start on time. How do you see the wide receiver picture as it stands now? So I, I believe that, too, is an area where you've got to bring in a lot of good competition during the training camp. Whenever they're able to get together again to start to train and, and try and figure out who they're going to have once the season starts, you've got to get some bodies in. Not only um, Deshaun Jackson at his age, um, Ward, limited play in the National Football League, J.J. Ortega, limited play. All of these things just leads me to believe that you've got to get a lot of bodies in and go through them and figure out which guys are going to be able to play, which guys are going to last. As much as I'd love to Sean Jackson, I worry about how long he's going to be able to stay on the field. So I want, you know, he'll be back. He'll be healthy. Um, great addition to the locker room, great addition to that wide receivers room, but you need some depth at that position. Uh, to me, it's, one of the most important positions to, after quarterback, maybe the most important position in, on offense these days with the way the game goes. Yeah, it's so interesting the way wide receiver, the whole wide receiver cornerback dynamic, it's probably never been easier. Would you agree to catch passes in the history of the game, the way the rules are? Never been more difficult to play the cornerback position. No, no question about it. It's difficult because these guys are some of the best athletes in the world and they can fool you and turn you one way when their intent is to go the other way. There's so much, there's so much that the game rides on with your wide receivers, with your cornerbacks. So you have to have really talented guys at those two positions. And um, and I'm sure that they're going to try and draft a couple of uh, young wide receivers. Um, But also there are a couple of guys out there in free agency that, would be nice if they're if they're able to sign one of those guys. Mike, what do you know about Aaron Moorhead? Have you have you had any time to meet with him or or, or research him much? I know that he comes from great pedigree. I actually played against his father when his father Zeke played in the National Football League. I think he was in Chicago and with the Giants. Um, but Moorhead, the thing that I like most about that selection as a wide receiver the experience that he comes with. He grew up around football. He's not phased by anybody because, you know, he grew up in a NFL household. So he went, he goes on to play in college, to play in the NFL for the coach for a little while. And that to me gives you a great footing to be a, a, a good head coach. He wasn't a great player. And usually those guys who are marginal guys as players, a lot of those guys learn a lot of stuff. They study the game really well. I don't know what he is as a coach. I know in college he did a pretty good job, but this is quite different. And I'm I'm anxious to see what he's going to be able to do with this wide receiver core. And I do believe that because of his experience, because of his background, he's going to be able to lend a lot to these guys. Even the older guys like Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Well, Mike, we, we are early in it. Uh, we are hopeful that we get back onto the field and, can't wait to see you when I when I get to see you. In the meantime, be safe and thank you so much. Hey Dave, anytime. Love talking to you about this team. But boy, stay safe. Stay in the house, Dave. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Quick fix. Sure. Take care. Thanks so much to Mike Quick for that. Now, 
Adam Kaplan, Sirius XM NFL insider. He's been on top of the free agency scene for, well, more than a week now. He's really been cooking things up in a big way, breaking it down, scooping the world. And now he joins us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Okay, it's time now to take a look around the league here as free agency starts to taper off just a bit here. The Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Happy to bring in my good buddy, Adam Kaplan, NFL Insider. Adam, you've been breathless this last week or so. What's it been like for you? Yeah, it's t- Dave, you've known me for a while. It's, it's uh, incredibly tiring, uh, exhaustive, but uh, I love it. There's no doubt. It's how I kind of started my career putting out scoops and and your Eagles, man, they've they've been uh, they've been shaking it up. It's 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 really been an interesting week because getting opinions from people around the league, and based on what we're dealing with as a country, it's certainly been a little bit different than I'm used to. In general, do you find that people tell the truth this time of year? Yeah, you got to understand, Dave. I've this is my twentieth twenty first year covering the National Football League. Uh, now, when it comes to the draft, then that's when you have to you have to question some of the things that you're told. But no, it's been I uh, know it's been pretty. I would say my opinions that I get from people have been very accurate. Now, what I also would tell you when you talk to general managers and personnel directors and scouts and coaches, sometimes you have to understand it's coming from their perspective and they don't want to necessarily be negative. But I've known these guys, most of them, for many years. And when you tell someone you need to know something and it's got to be the truth, they get it. All right, Adam, let's let's go. First of all, in your opinion, league-wide, the best deal for a team out there? You, know, you talk about this includes trades. Sure. Uh, I, I would say uh, the the acquisition for the Cardinals of of getting DeAndre Hopkins, the NFL's best receiver. Okay, the NFL's best receiver uh, clearly is is the one where I, I I don't know how the Texans didn't get better value for him. Uh, I understand that he didn't want to he wants a new deal, but fact of the matter is, and you saw it two years ago in Philly, Dave, when he came in with the. With Deshaun Watson and uh, Nick Foles is incredible. One of the better games I've ever seen for two quarterbacks. John Andre Hopkins on a bad ankle had a great game against the Eagles, and it just it shows you the character of that guy. That guy is a tremendous football player, and I thought that was the best deal. Okay, which deal out there, Adam, made you scratch your head the most? Well, I think it's funny. I, all right, before I get to that part of it, I do want to add this because you would ask, and this is all connected. The, the deal that got criticized the most by personnel people around the league uh, was clearly what the value that the Texans got to give up, to give up uh, DeAndre Hopkins. To only get David Johnson, who was, who was coming off a injury play gear and where he got benched. Now, when you look at other deals around the league, um, believe it or not, there are some people who thought Amari Cooper should have gotten more money. If you if you could believe that, I you know twenty million a year is incredible for him. But it, when you talk about guaranteed money, maybe it should have been better. One thing I do want to explain to your listeners, Dave, is technically he got to free agency. When you get to free agency, you know, you're, you're always worried from a club standpoint who else is going to talk to the player and could you secure him. But, you know, the fact that teams cannot get players in, not that Amari Cooper needed to visit anyone, but once you get out there in free agency, as you know, you, you've covered the league for many years and you've worked for the Eagles for, for decades, once players get out there in the open, Anything is possible. The, the Cowboys are very lucky to keep him, uh, but the fact of the matter is, uh, they, they're paying him twenty million. Very good football player, but there's some people in league thought he could have got more. Actually, uh, had he been able to really get out there, wait a couple of days. 
Okay, let's talk good stuff. Just give me the, give me the, uh, the. Is there one that just kind of you go not a head scratcher, but kind of like a, oh, wait, that's really weird. Is it Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay? <laughs> all right, so Tom Brady. First of all, I know you. you the Eagles had played at Tampa, so you know that environment. You've seen the uniforms. It's going to be very odd to see this. I'm old enough to remember when Joe Montana went to the Chiefs. That was a, that was very odd for me the first time I saw it. When these great Brett Favre in a Jets uniform, I still I, it just didn't look right. This one's going to be very very weird. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, that that one, um, you know, I, I had thought, you know, I had been asked this ad nauseum where I thought Brady would go, and I said about a week and a half ago, uh, probably going to be the Bucks if he doesn't go to the Patriots. That, and you know this, Dave. Uh, you've been with the Eagles many decades. When the great players move on, it's very, very difficult. I know Patriots fans are they're, they're upset about it, but you know what? Even the greats move. Uh, as I mentioned, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, by the way. You and I are old enough to remember Johnny Unitas. These things happen even to the great guys. Adam, I barely remember Johnny Unitas. Please oh, come stop. On. You're aging me here. You're aging me. Um, all right, sure. let's take a look around the NFC East. Um, the Giants, extremely active. Could you kind of put into perspective what they've done, reportedly what they've done. Yeah, well, I, I reported that Blake Martinez, the former Packers linebacker, was going to come in. Now, I'm told, Dave, uh, you know, by pretty good sourcing here, that when you look at this player, Blake Martinez, this is who Dave Gettleman, their, their GM, wanted. He wanted a younger inside linebacker. I'm told they're going to run a 34 front. You know, there'll be multiple, but they're going to run primarily a 34 front. And nickel, you go 43. And they wanted Blake Martinez to play inside linebacker, and this is a guy they targeted. And you know, when you they targeted this guy back in January, I was told during the free agency meeting. So they got their man there. Um, they're a team that really needed to shuffle their defense up. They're doing that. They added some pieces. You know, because you saw them do it. They're really good at wide receiver. This is a team that could run. They've got versatility. Their offense is not the problem with the Giants, Dave. It's their defense, which was horrendous last season. I give Dave Gettleman credit. Uh, he's addressed some issues. He's still got a long way to go here, but they're going to be better. Is Bradbury a difference-making cornerback for them? He is. James Bradbury, here's the deal for people who want to compare uh, Byron Jones and James Bradbury. Uh, James uh, Bradbury is a better man-to-man corner. He is not. You need to use him in a press position. He's not the athlete of Byron Jones, but he's an outstanding football player. And you, you bring him up and Blake Martinez, a couple other guys, Look, James Bradbury is one of the top seven to eight corners in the National Football League. They paid it. They paid a good price, fifteen million a year in that range. But he's going to come in and start. And people know, follow the Giants. They were horrendous at cornerback last season, so they're going to certainly be better there. I always look at cornerback as a combination of pass rush and coverage on the back end. How is the Giants' situation in you know in that front seven rushing the quarterback? They didn't have a lot of success last year doing that. And they need more help. You're absolutely right. They, they need Lorenzo Carter's a guy that they like. They, they need more help. There's no question in the front seven. Uh, safety, they're, they're, they're going to be okay, no, no doubt about it. But they 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 need better help uh, up front, and they need more pass rush. That's you know, quite frankly, when you run a 34 front, the Jets have gone through this. It comes from the outside linebacker position, and that they, they need more depth there, and they need more competition. Uh, but look, if you're good, if you're good at corner, that certainly helps. And remember, Saquon Barkley, an offense who who is really controlling the ball on the ground, he's going to be better. You know, he he had the high ankle sprain. Uh, Darius Slay, who I absolutely love. Uh, I mean, Darius Slay, uh, the Slayton, uh, the, the corner, the receiver from Auburn, who was tremendous, who who, who got you guys a couple times. Yep. I love that kid. They're good there. It's just that 
one thing we didn't mention, their offensive line was a disaster last season. It certainly needs to be better. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, <laughs> off, the, off the top of my head here, they, they've got Dak on the tag. They've got Amari Cooper. They keep the tight end, one of the tight ends, Jarwin. Blake they, Jarwin, they, yep. Blake Jarwin, yep. yep. They, uh, they also have lost uh, a lot of players. They bring in Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle, but they've lost Robert Quinn. They've lost Jason Witten. They've lost a safety. Uh, they've lost Byron Jones. I mean, it's net net. Where are the Cowboys? Yeah, it's a tough one. And also, they added Randall Cobb will be their slot receiver. Their offense no, could be fine. They lost. They lost Randall Cobb. He was. I mean, they lost Randall Cobb. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He. he yes, yes, yes. Randall Cobb uh, has moved on. Thank you. Um, their offense is going to be fine. Blake Jarwin got a nice contract. He's their athletic tight end. Jason Witten. I'm told when he goes to the Raiders, is going to be more of a blocking tight end. Jason Witten can't move anymore. I mean, it's he's you know nearly at the end of the line here, obviously. But they're great at receiver with Gallup and obviously Cooper. Cooper needs to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, I don't worry about their offense. You're right. Now, I mean, Lee Collins, I'm told, was a little bit heavier last season. That's why he had a drop-off. Well, guess what? He's reunited, Dave, with his defensive line coach, the great Rod Marinelli with the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Sean Lee is coming back for another season. They lose Byron Jones. Certainly that's going to be a problem. That's going to be challenging. They could address that position in the draft. They lost Jeff Heath to the Raiders, but that was a light deal. Um, an older play, uh, player at safety. They're in a transition. They have a new coaching staff. Mike Nolan's their D coordinator. Uh, Mike McCarthy's their head coach. They're still going to use uh, the same offense, I'm told. So other than the terminology, I'm told it's going to change. On paper, I don't think they're as good as the Eagles, but as we know, paper is only one thing. Reality is another. And then yet another new uh, head coach in the NFC East. All three teams in transition periods with new head coach, our old friend Ron Rivera in Washington. And they haven't made the big splashy moves, but it seems like Ron is kind of being very solid and practical and building kind of in the trenches out. Is that how you read it? Yeah, Brandon Sheriff was going to be back. They tagged him. Uh, they picked up the option on, on Adrian Peterson's contract at running back, which surprises me, Dave. Uh, but here's why. Darius Geis, their outstanding former second-round pick. The problem is not talent. It's injuries. He just does not be able to stay on the field enough. Wide receiver, the real light other than Terry McLaurin. That's something they're going to have to address in the draft a little bit more. Uh, defensively, I'll be interested to see what they do schematically. Uh, there's no question about that. That's an issue. Uh, corner, they're going to be okay. They they brought back uh, Fuller, who's a slack corner. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to be okay, but we know, Dave, we all know, watching the Redskins, the problem starts at quarterback. That's something that I think is in question, and that, that position's got to be better for them in, in year two uh, with uh, Dwayne Haskins. And then, Adam, let's talk about the Eagles. Net-net here, to date, reportedly, how do you feel about the additions and the subtractions and the retentions? Well, okay, so when we look at the Eagles, and we'll let, let's, let's look offensively. Uh, as we speak here, receiver certainly is something that's, that's a challenge right now. They, they're going to have to do something about it. Uh, the right guys are back, uh, I believe, on offense, uh, in terms of tight end, obviously, and offensive line. Uh, we know about Jason Peters' situation. We'll see how that ends up. Uh, I'm not worried about their offense. Uh, the big, the big question is at linebacker, wide re- at cornerback. We know about the reportedly the reported acquisition of Darius Slay. Uh, I like, and as I, I reported uh, as soon as the trade was de- done, I or agreed to. I was told, and this is really good uh, from the Lions' standpoint that they got the better of the Eagles two threes. But here's why the Eagles did very well. I'm told uh, very by multiple people that. The Eagles were heavy in the talks with the Lions at the trade, dead, trade deadline at last October, Dave, but 
the Eagles were not going to give up their second-round pick. That was a smart move. What did they wind up doing the next year? They, they gave up a three and a five. Well, you know what? I, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. I'm not giving up a second-round pick for Darius Slay. And guess what? No one on the team was willing to do that, give up a second-round pick. So very fair trade. They get one of the top corners in the game who's in the prime of his career. I'm also told very high-character guy. You love having him there. They need to still look at the outside corner position in the draft. Don't worry, folks. They're going to look at the receiver position in the draft heavily. They still have eight draft picks. Everybody knows they need to get speed, and they'll be good. And they've got an unbelievable quarterback. Yeah, and and your reaction from – I know you're tight with Eagles fans. Uh, yep. As usual, very passionate about the uh, first few days here of free agency. They, they – okay. They were panicking. Like, you know, it's funny, Dave, just real quick. So when you when – yes, yeah, so I interact with my followers – I don't just cover the Eagles, I cover 32 teams, and there were four or five fan bases that were panicking because their GMs didn't do anything, didn't do a lot early on, though they seem to forget they're resigning your players as part of free agency. I always need to remind people that. But the, look, the Eagle fans were, were upset. Uh, you know, I, I put the story out a couple weeks ago about the Eagles were all in on Brandon, uh, on uh, Byron Jones, could get up to $17 million. he got 16 and a half on average, that's a pretty damn good deal. The Eagles were in it to at the end, but what, what Howie Roseman is, is relentless. When he wants somebody, Dave, nothing will get in his way. He'll do what he has at a reasonable price to get the player, and he got Darius Slay. So, folks, you got an elite corner who, by the way, is really high character, a great guy. So you got that building block, but they've got to get younger at the other corner on the outside. They're great at slot. Uh, they, got, they, they got, by the way, we should mention, Dave, getting Rodney McClown back, um, another high character, good locker room guy. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they are able to retain him, which is good, but they still have work to do. Yeah, and we've got a long way to go, and the Eagles are always active, yep. really, from now till the end of the player acquisition period, which is the end of the season, because they're always working it. It's always fun. Adam, where can I we find you? Yeah, totally great. Eagles fans who, who know you, of course, they all know you, but if they don't, where can they find you? Uh, a couple places. On Twitter, at Kaplan NFL, and also my, my podcast that I, my partner Jeff Mosher and I, it's called Inside the Birds, at Inside Birds on Twitter. Uh, we really appreciate our, our fan base. One of these days, Dave, maybe we'll have to come to the Novacare Complex. We need to have you on, sort of in studio. We want to, we want to talk to you about your experience, and you're the true Eagles insider. You've done tremendous work there. By the way, folks, listen to Dave's interview with Aaron Moorhead, the new receivers coach. Phenomenal job you did. It was awesome. Well, thank you, Adam, very, very much. Uh, Learned a lot you. from it. Yeah, it was really yeah, good. You're the man. Thanks for checking in. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. See you, bro. Great stuff there from Mike Quick, from Adam Kaplan. We thank them for their time on this Thursday. We thank Peter Kelly for his production, Ray Doyle for his promotion, and we thank you for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. If you aren't a subscriber, please subscribe. Pass the word. Let's get this thing bigger and bigger so we can bring you the very best Eagles coverage. We would love it if you would give us a five-star rating and some suggestions on what we can do to further your Eagles enjoyment. As it stands now, we're just not able to speak to players or coaches or members of the Eagles organization because of the new rules temporarily in place in the NFL. Just wanted you to understand that. Normally, we give you the kind of access you cannot get anywhere else. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And please, best wishes and prayers to everyone out there as we continue 
to battle the coronavirus together. Thanks, everyone.